20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is happening, Packer fans? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here today. Before we get things kicked off, what I do want to start off with is Pack-A-Day Podcast YouTube memberships. First of all, shout out to Amy Gooding and Gameboy36 for being brand new members. Also, shout out to Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wynn, John Wild, Shea Dad, Arnaldo Espinoza, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, and Lori Lord for being all pro or Hall of Fame members and being on the Pack-A-Day podcast, Wall of Fame. If you have not yet checked out those Pack-A-Day podcast memberships, what are you waiting for? If you sign up as a starter, you get loyalty badges and emojis. If you're a pro bowler, you get the starter package as well as members only videos with no commercials, at least one per week, a weekly Q&A that's going to be happening Sunday, 11 a.m. Central time before the noon kickoff. So you can check out that if you sign up. You also get a shout out when you join, which we just did for Amy Gooding and Gameboy36. If you're an all pro member, you get all the other perks as well as we get to connect on Twitter. You get DM access if you want to message me and ask me questions. You also get to be on that Pack-A-Day Wall of Fame. And if you are a Hall of Fame member, you get all the other goodies as well as a shout out on every video, monthly FaceTime, Zoom, or Skype call as well. And I've had the opportunity to do some of those Zoom, FaceTime, etc. calls, and they've been really, really fun. So it's been awesome to connect. Check out the community page for those of you who are members. If we haven't had the opportunity to connect on social media, a lot of times it's because I don't know your handle. So make sure you're putting it on that chat in the community tab on the YouTube page. Uh, but like I said, it's been really fun. So if you haven't checked out memberships yet, make sure to do so. If you can't, maybe you don't have the ability to do so. Subscribe, hit like, tell a friend, do all the great things you guys are so amazing at doing already. Most importantly, I just really appreciate you being here, supporting the channel and making this part of your daily Packers routine so that we can talk Packers 365 days a year. You guys are the absolute best. All right, on to our main event, the main show for today. Let's kick things off with the Packers injury report. Out in this game are Zane Anderson and Devondre Campbell. Both of these expected. Uh, Campbell was already said by Matt LaFleur that he was not going to play this week, fighting through a, a high ankle sprain. So it might be a little while, although there is maybe some optimism that with the bye week coming up, that he could make it back uh, once the bye week is over and once they head to Denver. Zane Anderson, feel bad for the guy. I know some people are starting to get the jokes off of like, is Zane Anderson even a real person or just a, you know wait NFL until Zane Anderson's healthy, look the heck out, get your wins in now because then the Packers are taking over. I get it, but I actually feel bad for the guy. You get released by one team, you get picked up, you get this brand new fresh start. You're on a 53-man roster. Week one, you get replaced by Innes Gaines in the active lineup and you're deactivated. And then you get the injury and you've been out ever since. With the benefit of hindsight, they definitely should have put him on IR since he's going to miss his fourth game this week. That is maybe with the benefit of hindsight and maybe they didn't want to use one of their IR returns on him. So we'll see what happens. But unfortunate for Zane Anderson so far. And yes, he is a real person. No, he will not be playing in this game. Your questionable Green Bay Packers are Rudy Ford, Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, and Aaron Jones. Jones, once again, was working with a trainer at the end of practice per Rob Domovsky. It sounds like he's kind of in the same situation. Whether he has, first of all, whether he plays, I guess, is technically questionable. My guess is he's probably in a similar spot that he was a week ago. Now, hopefully they get him the ball before they're down 24 to three and before the game is out of hand and they start using him a little bit earlier if he can go in this game, but he may still be on some sort of pitch count even if he does play. 
Rudy Ford, the oblique injury, he did practice in a limited basis a couple times this week, but those obliques can be very tricky and not sure if he's going to be able to go. If not, I would expect Jonathan Owens to start in his place. Jair Alexander, backs also can be extremely tricky. Just because he's practiced all week does not mean that he's going to be ready to actually go in the game. That could flare up at any given moment, and they might want to give him the bye week as well to get that back fully healthy and hopefully back for the next game against the Denver Broncos. And then you've got Eric Stokes, which is overall really great news that he is questionable in this one. Now, he is still on the PUP list. Even though he's on PUP, there is a new rule that makes you give an injury designation if that player is in fact practicing. So great news that he's questionable. Whether he goes or not is a really interesting question overall, because if they do activate him, they would need to put somebody on IR or open up a roster spot by releasing someone. That someone could be Zane Anderson. They could release with an injury designation or just place him on IR at this point. That's one option. The other option is they could just move somebody else off of the roster. And you know we could go over different names that it could possibly be. Or they could just wait until after the bye week. And I think maybe that's the most likely is maybe just give it that one more week. But if he's ready to go, it's Eric Stokes. He's a first round pick. Like you want to get him out there and playing, even if it's a handful of snaps, maybe it's only in dime. But if you can get him ready to play and, and he's ready to go, I think you do it. So that'll be an interesting decision for Green Bay to make on Monday if they do in fact activate him and make a roster spot in some capacity, or if they just wait maybe one more week until after the bye is done. But I think overall, great news that he practiced all week. Great news that he's questionable and might, just might, actually play in this game against the Raiders. Now, maybe the most important injury news is that Elton Jenkins and John Runyon Jr. had no designation whatsoever. I'm slightly surprised that maybe Green Bay didn't just list them as like questionable uh, to maybe give the Raiders some more things to think about and maybe like hold their cards a little bit closer to the vest of like, maybe you're going to get to go against Royce Newman and Sean Ryan. Maybe Zach Tom's going to move inside. Maybe it's going to be Runyon, maybe Jenkins, maybe both, maybe neither. But they basically just put it out there. There's no injury designation. Both are going to play in this game. And that's great, great news for Green Bay. So they're likely going to have a offensive line that is going to be their preferred offensive line for the remainder of the season with David Bakhtiari, who will be out the remainder of the season. Rashid Walker at left tackle, Elton at left guard, Myers at center. You've got Zach Tom at right tackle and then John Runyon Jr. at right guard. So great, great, great news that those guys are going to be healthy enough to play in this game. It's one thing to be healthy enough to play and it's another to be at 100%. We'll see if Jenkins and Runyon look like themselves. Runyon did not last week. Zach Tom did not really last week either, even though that they were playing. We'll take a look at it and kind of monitor it as they're in the game and if they actually look like themselves. But either way, this should eliminate any Sean Ryan, Yash Nyman, Royce Newman, maybe most importantly. They should not have to play unless there's an injury in the game. Great, great news in that capacity. Also, Luke Musgrave, Zach Tom, Carrington Valentine, and Christian Watson did not have any injury designations. And shout out to Wes Hodkovitz, who pointed out Rashawn Gary not on the injury list at all. So not even not with a designation, but his name not even on there. So that is a great sign for him as well. And hopefully he's able to up his snap count and play more starting this week. All right, from a Raiders standpoint, we know that Jimmy Garoppolo is good to go. He has cleared concussion protocol, and he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders in this game. Meanwhile, their cornerback position, a little bit rough at the moment. Nate Hobbs, a corner, is out for this game. Meanwhile, David Long and Jacorian Bennett, both corners, are questionable in this game. Both did practice on a limited basis. I would assume that there's probably some hope in Raiderland that those two are going to be able to play, but their corners are kind of where Green Bay's offensive line is. It's just a little bit beat up at the moment. 
And then the big one, Devontae Adams, he did finally practice in a limited capacity. He is questionable. I would expect that he gives this a go. He's questionable. Jair is questionable. We would love to see that Jair Alexander, Devontae Adams matchup. We're probably going to have to wait until a little bit before kickoff to see if those guys are actually going to play and match up with each other or not. I'm sure if, you know, especially if Devontae, I'm sure both of those guys are going to fight to play, you know, tooth and nail. Devontae, that's just, you know, well, first of all, both of them just insane competitors, but the fact that they could get to go against each other, I'm sure is going to motivate them as well. Monday night football, primetime matchup. Should be a fun one if both of those guys can go, but Devontae Adams officially questionable. Uh, That brings us to our ultimate main topic for today, and that is 10 Packers who need to step up through the remainder of this season. Maybe there were higher expectations going in. Maybe they've just started off very poorly. Some are injured. Spoiler, there's going to be more than 10 you know, people on this list. I've kind of grouped them into different categories. Some are individual, some are grouped up. You'll see how it goes, but I'll go through 10 different ones on my list of you know, players, coaches, all other things that need to step up through the remainder of the season. And I, I want to be clear here before I get into it. I don't think anything's dire here. They're two and two. They're a young team. They're where we expected them to be. There's some things that are way worse, the run defense and, and the run offense. There's some things that are better. Specifically, I think Zach Tom's taken a jump. Jordan Love's been mostly impressive, although somewhat inconsistent. I think there's some real positives here. And again, I don't think anything is like super dire. We're not at like, you know, oh and six and nothing's going right. And you know, you're like, oh my goodness, nuke everything. What went wrong? We're not there. But I do think there's a lot of meat left on the bone for this Packers team for some players who could step up, be a little bit better, and just kind of show what they're capable of for the remainder of this year. And number one on my list is the coaching staff. Once again, not egregious here, but we can start with Joe Barry. I, you know, we've talked about Joe Barry all week long, so I'm not going to make a huge segment out of this. But The defense needs to be better and it starts with stopping the run. And that starts with putting numbers up in the box and making sure that on third and ones, you don't have the two safeties deep and aren't in a nickel defense. Like you just have to make sure that you're matching the personnel with the moment. We talked about it all week long. Is the defense been atrocious? No, it hasn't been atrocious. In fact, in two games, Bears and and, uh, the Saints, you can argue it's actually pretty good. The other two games, not so much. And it needs to be better. They need to create more turnovers. They need to be better, you know, from a point production standpoint. And they need to stop the run and just get off the field and give the offense more opportunities. So I think that's one side of it. Rich Pasashi, I said the other day, I didn't love his answer of like, though the special teams is, wor- is a work in progress. Now that's a great comment in preseason and in training camp that it's a work in progress. You're midway through the season. I mean, not exactly midway, but you get my point. You're in season. You are in season. It is not, it cannot be a work in progress. Every week, you have to go out and put your finished product out on the field and match up with your opponent and be better than them. That is the goal every week. So I want to see more from the special teams. And then Matt LaFleur, I just think there needs to be a little bit more ease. Ben Fennel and Dusty Evely pointed out some of the RPO stuff that I think needs to be more uh, you know, available for Jordan Love. Just get him some of those easy reads, some easy completions. Let's get that you know completion percentage up a little bit with some really easy throws and easy decisions. I don't think, again, I don't think it's been terrible by Matt. I don't think it's been, uh, you know, egregiously awful by Joe Barry. I don't think it's been terrible by Rich, but I think all three of them can be better. And I want to see this coaching staff 
really do a little bit more of the heavy lifting, if I'm being honest. This is a young team, the youngest team in the NFL. You've got a first-time starting quarterback. I know that none of, like all three of those guys aren't in super advantageous positions, but from the coaching staff, from the coordinators to the positional coaches, I need to see a team that has a little bit more attention to detail, that has a little bit more physicality, that's a little bit more motivated, that's a little bit more cohesive and on the same page. There was some offensive stuff in the Saints and Lions games that it looked like at times that they did not practice. And that's unacceptable. So I want to see a little bit more from the coaches, a little bit more heavy lifting there, get those easy advantageous looks on all sides of the ball. Can you get a free rusher on defense? Can you get an open play on offense? And can you get on special teams, Keyshawn Nixon and some of those guys going a little bit more. So I need a little bit more from this coaching staff. And I think it needs to be better for the remainder of this season. And more specifically here, Joe Barry probably fighting for his job the remainder of this year. Matt LaFleur, Rich Passaccia, both safe in all likelihood, unless something crazy happens the remainder of this year. But Joe is is definitely fighting for his job, I would think, the remainder of this year. So there does need to be some level of stepping up and meeting that moment through the remainder of this year. Number two, not a surprise here, but AJ Dillon. Contract year for AJ. And Malafleur is and you know, the coaches have basically said, like, yeah, AJ hasn't been peak AJ yet, but they are not concerned about it. They continue to have trust in him. That's great. That's good. And I think he's earned that through his previous three seasons with Green Bay. But at the same token, he's had a lot of opportunity early in the season. I think we were all sort of waiting of like, what happens if Aaron Jones goes down? Like, I think we all thought in that situation, Dylan would be able to step up and handle that workload. Is it all his fault? It is not. The offensive line needs to be better. The tight ends need to be better. The blocking net receiver needs to be better. Like it all needs to be better. The coaching needs to be better. But AJ Dillon has had opportunities. His, you know, adjusted yards per rush and his efficiency, you know, ratings and all those things are just bottoming out. And it doesn't take an advanced statistic or a grade from PFF or myself to be able to see it. We've all seen it. Like there, there's a lack of balance. There's a lack of burst. There's a lack of playmaking. There's a lack of all of it. This again is a player who is on just finishing his rookie contract, that it will be a free agent in the offseason. And a big year for him would have, but you know, would have been a big contract as far as at least running backs go. Like he would have been had a nice payday. Now it's like you're probably looking at a replacement level player contract. So he has a big remainder of the season ahead of him. We all want to see AJ do well, zero question about it, but it's been a rough four games and he needs to really step it up through the remainder of the season. So you guys really need to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. Pizza is the ultimate game day food. There is no question about it. If there's one thing that rivals my love for the Green Bay Packers and my love of football, it's my love of pizza. And right now you can actually order online during their pizza pizza pregame. It's one hour before NFL games and you can get ready for football, fun, choose your favorite little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings that you crave. Me, this is going to sound weird. I know because you know uh, my pickiness with food. I love mushroom and onion. That is my absolute favorite pizza. I know it's probably not everyone else's. And of course, you know you love my food takes, but I love mushroom and onion pizza. I love it from Little Caesars. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone's going to score with convenient delivery. They also have their in-store pizza portal. So you can pick up, you can grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Trust me, you're going to love it. And, And if I have to recommend one thing for sure, have to get the crazy bread. The crazy bread is an absolute must. Enjoy it. Enjoy your game day and enjoy it more with Little Caesars. So many of you probably know that Damian Lillard was just traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And as soon as I found out, I had to get opening day tickets immediately. And I will be there at that game because I use game time and even got to use code pack a day for $20 off, which made it even more sweet. 
The process was so insanely simple. They have these flash deals and you can click on the different areas of the stadium to see which prices are available. You can see the actual view of the seats. It was hassle-free and just super, super simple. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals as well. You can forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without all the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means... It's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, It's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Number three on my list is the what I'm considering the injured stars. Christian Watson, Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell, and Elton Jenkins. I'm not putting Aaron Jones on this list because we know Aaron Jones is good. I'm not concerned about that. Now you might say, well, we know Jair and Jenkins and Watson are good too. Here's why these four are on the list. Watson, Alexander, Campbell, and Jenkins. Let me start with Watson. Watson doesn't need to be good. He needs to be great. He needs to be a playmaker. He needs to be a potential perennial Pro Bowl wide receiver. That dude has every right and every opportunity to be one of the biggest playmakers in the entirety of the league. That's what Green Bay needs from him. And he needs to meet that moment and be that wide receiver. Now, injuries have plagued him, but that he's played one game, limited snaps, limited uh, opportunities, but also limited playmaking. We need to see Christian Watson the remainder of this year be what we saw through the second half of last year, that big time playmaking explosive play wide receiver who anytime he touches the ball is a threat to go the distance. And I said in the offseason, this is a team that doesn't need good players or really good players. They need big time playmakers. And Christian Watson might be the biggest opportunity to hit on that. I need more from him. And I know, again, it's not anything on him so far with the injuries, but we need to see a big time Christian Watson the remainder of this year. Jair Alexander, I think people are starting to catch up that this is a massively talented corner, but through the last like season plus, he hasn't always played like that. And in fact, he's one of my lowest graded defenders on the season. He's only played two games. He's been out two games. His first game was solid to good. His second game was not good at all. And there are these moments from Jair where he will have, he's been having kind of some bad games and he's not been super engaged as a run defender. This is a team that, again, same thing with kind of Christian Watt, like they don't need him to be good. 
they've, they're paying him to be one of the top, if not the top corner in the NFL. He needs to be so much better than what he was last year and through the first two games of this year. Now, I have no doubt in Jair. I think he can be that caliber of corner, but it is time that, again, once he gets back healthy, that we see primetime all-pro-level Jair Alexander. And if anything else should be a disappointment because he is that level of player and Green Bay needs him to be that level of player. Devondre Campbell, injured, banged up right now, high ankle sprain, but looked okay. Looked more like 2022 Devondre Campbell and not 2021 Devondre Campbell. This is the Devondre Campbell that we saw through the majority of his career. This is the first team all pro two years ago and not fluky. He had an awesome year. I need to see a little bit more from him even when he is healthy. And Elton Jenkins missed the past couple games. Looks like he's going to be back from the MCL sprain this week. I really like Elton Jenkins. I also am more of the mind that I think he has been a little bit overrated. Like the, his second game this year, not that good. He, in fact, like that when Royce Newman replaced him in that game, both both Elton and Royce struggled in that game. It wasn't just Royce, it was Elton even before that. I need to see an Elton Jenkins that is consistently one of the best guards in the NFL because that's what they're paying him as. And that's what he has the capability of being. We have seen it. So I need a little bit more from Elton when he's in there and healthy. I need a little bit more from Jair. I need a little bit more from Campbell. And Campbell probably is a, a contract decision this upcoming offseason as well. And Christian Watson needs to become the all pro that you know, maybe all pro is aggressive, but like the Pro Bowl caliber player that he has every right to become based on his talent, athleticism, and what we saw on the field a season ago as a rookie. So those injured stars need a little bit more from the remainder of this year. Number four, the edge rushers. We'll start with Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, I don't need more from like from a talent standpoint or an effort standpoint. I think it's just now time to see a little bit more from him from a snap count standpoint. He, he probably needs to be around more 40-ish snaps per game now, not the 15, 20 stuff. We need to see more from him. Let's test it out. Let's see how we can do. I trust the doctors. If the doctors are saying, no, 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 like stay at 25, then by all means stay at 25. But at some point you need to start ramping that up and seeing if he's able to, to handle that because he is far too impactful of a player to be sitting for a third of the defensive snap or two thirds of the defensive snaps on the sidelines. All of the other ones from, you know, Kingsley and Igbare to, um, you know, Preston Smith specifically, like Justin Hollins, those guys really need to step up and just play a better brand of football. They need to set the edge better. They need to get to the quarterback better. There's just not much that that group behind Rashawn Gary is doing that's impacting the game in a very meaningful way, at least in a positive, meaningful way. So I need more from that edge rusher position, specifically setting the edge. And again, more, just more snaps from Rashawn Gary moving forward. Next, number five is John Runyon Jr. and Josh Myers. Those two next to each other. These guys have now, this is their third season starting next to each other. Now I know Runyon switched from left to right, but still, this is their third season starting next to each other. There should be some cohesion there. There should be some consistency there. And it is the exact opposite. You will see them pass off stunts to each other that they don't even know what each other are doing. It seems like there's a lack of communication. You see Josh Myers and, and John Runyon Jr. both play with incredible inconsistency where like there are times where like, oh my goodness, they are both really good. And other times you're like, oh my goodness, are they even you know capable NFL players? And it can go like from down to down. You just don't know what you're going to get. John Runyon Jr. in a contract year, Josh Myers in a, this is maybe a make or break it year. If he just doesn't put it together this year, this probably just is who he is. I still think there's a lot of talent there for both of those guys. I've said in the past, I think John Runyon Jr. has Pro Bowl caliber level talent. I just, he hasn't been consistent enough to play at that level over and over and over game in and game out, week in and week out, and just play at that high level. I need more from both of those guys, especially Bakhtiari is down. Like I, I just need you two to be the consistent players 
you know, that everyone's hoping that you can be. It needs to be better. You are too like anchors of this offensive line, especially lately with Jenkins hurt, Bakhtiari out, Zach Tom a little bit banged up. And I know Runyon's banged up too, but those two, I have to see more from, from a consistency standpoint. It hasn't been good enough yet, really for the past, like, you know, couple seasons plus. So those two, I need more from, I want to see it. And I want to see it the remainder of this year. Number six is what I call the Georgia trio, Devontae Wyatt, Eric Stokes, and Quay Walker. Now, Eric Stokes, nothing to do with him or anything he could have done differently. He's just coming back from injury, but more going back to last year. First year, Eric Stokes, good. I liked first year, Eric Stokes. Second year, Eric Stokes, bad. Did not like second year, Eric Stokes. Now he's, you know, gets injured, comes back from injury. What do we see from Eric Stokes this year? I need to see a big time rebound and playing more like he did his rookie season, or if not even better than that. I need to see Quay Walker continue his improvement. I think we've seen a step from Quay last year to this year. I don't think we've seen first round top 25 pick Quay Walker yet. And I think there's a lot left there for him to develop and continue to get better at. That's what I want to see from Quay. And Devontae, kind of disappointing so far this year. I thought that first game against Chicago was encouraging. And then he hasn't done really anything at all since that point. This is too talented of a player to have zero impact on the game. I need some pressures. I need some run defending. I need him just to play at a first round level. He has not come close to that so far this year. So that Georgia trio, three first round picks. I need three first round pick players that are playing at that level through the remainder of this season, at least when Eric Stokes gets back, whether it be this week or the following week or whenever he gets back. Number seven, Rasheed Walker. And this has nothing to do with Rasheed Walker. It's just his number is called. David Bakhtiari's out and he's the next guy up. And I think from what we've seen from Rashid so far, it's like some ups and downs and kind of what you would expect, but this is your job now. You're the left tackle of the Green Bay Packers. You are you know, protecting Jordan Love's blindside and you now need to be to star in that role. You have the ability to be a consistent player. I really believe that. And I want to see him show and prove that he can be the long-term left tackle in Green Bay. In one game, it was the second game that he played. So it would have been what, New Orleans? really good game. Atlanta, not good game. This past week against Detroit, not good game. So now can you find that consistency? Can you be a player that can be relied upon at left tackle? Or is that going to have to be a constant rotation? Are they going to have to take someone in the first round next year? Or is this your job? That's what I want to see. It's not anything he's done wrong because he's thrown into the fire from David Bakhtiari getting hurt, but now you're the guy. Let's see what you got. And let's see if you can really own that position the remainder of this season. Number eight is special teams not named Anders Carlson or Daniel Whalen. Those two have been pretty darn good so far. The rest of the special teams, not so great. Punt protection, kick protection, stupid penalties, a punt return for a touchdown allowed. That stuff needs to be better. They need to cover punts better. They need to give Jaden Reed an opportunity. Keyshawn Nixon needs to be better at returning kicks and you need to give him some holds so he can use that playmaking ability. I haven't seen enough from the special teams yet and I need to see it better the remainder of this season. Number nine, the offensive line depth. Now, if we're talking Rasheed Walker, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., and Zach Tom are your starters, your next three up are Yash Nyman, Sean Ryan, and Royce Newman. And Royce Newman's gotten a ton of opportunity. When everyone said that he should have been cut and released, and the Packers said, no, not only are we not doing that, we're giving him an opportunity to start in games. Like, you got a huge opportunity, and you kind of blew it. You played poorly in the last couple games. Sean Ryan, third round pick. Haven't seen you on the field yet. Yash Nyman, 
like a lot of people thought like, hey, this is going to be a long-term starter in Green Bay. He's not even this, well, he's now the swing tackle because of Bakhtiari's injury, but Green Bay has seemed like allergic to him in putting him on the field, like to that point and to that level. And Adam Stenovich's words rang very clear about what they thought about Yash Nyman. And they have not wanted anything to do with him on the field and moving Zach Tom around so far. But they are the depth on this offensive line. They need to play better when they get those opportunities and go in and own those spots. We thought depth was going to be a strength of this team going in the offensive line depth. It has not been so far, and those guys need to play much better the remainder of the season. And then last but not least, number 10 is Lucas Venice. Is he young? Yes. Is he raw? Yes. Did he play a ton at Iowa? No. Is this going to be a learning process and is there going to be a learning curve from LVN? Yes. He is far too talented of a player, however, to just be like, ah, this is more of a redshirt season. He has the ability and physicality to set a hard, aggressive edge. He has the um, just mentality and the nonstop motor and the strength and the athleticism to find ways to get to the quarterback, even if he's not fully refined as a pass rusher yet. This remainder of the season, this is a, you know, a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. First round pick, top 10 potential talent. This is not a, hey, we're going to give you some time to warm up and be better sort of thing. This is a player that needs to be better sooner rather than later. This edge position that I talked about earlier, they need him to step up and be a dude right now. So that's another player that I'm, I understand it's not going to be perfect yet. I'm cool with that. I get it. He's going to be better in year three than he is right now. I'm cool with that but there has to be a higher level of play from him. He's far too talented not to do it. Green Bay might need to use him in some different ways. Maybe try him on the interior of the defensive line in some pass rush situations. Maybe I don't care what it is. Twist stunts, doesn't matter. They got to find a way to get him some advantageous looks and he's got to pay that off because there's been times where he's been blocked by tight ends so far and that can't happen. Far too talented and skilled to have that happen. So I need a little bit more from LVN. So the 10 groups, I'll put it that way, that need to step up moving forward are players, the coaches, A.J. Dillon, the injured stars, Watson, Jair, Devondre, and Jenkins, the edge rushers, John Runyon Jr. and Josh Myers, the Georgia trio, Rasheed Walker, special teamers not named Anders Carlson or Daniel Whalen, the offensive line depth, and LVN, their first round pick. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Be right back here tomorrow with Alex Stroff and Perry Goldstein to preview Packers Raiders. You will not want to miss that. Also, again, 11 a.m. Central Time on Sunday doing a live members-only Q&A. Go get your Pack-A-Day podcast membership on YouTube right now. I'll see you guys at 11 for that chat. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. (laughs) 